0: Thank you, Kim Wilson, for your rendition of our theme, and welcome to episode 27 of the Champagne Comedy Podcast, where we like to talk about the best Australian comedy show of the 90s ever made The Late Show and other Degeneration comedy tidbits. My name is Matt, and today joining this podcast is Alison, Daniel, Kim, and Prue. Hi. Hi. Hey. And because of the competitions that are running, especially for one of them where uh, people overseas cannot enter it, I thought oh, I'll give him the sympathy card, and you can come on and be <laughs> a, another uh, instalment of a guest reviewer since you were on last time, and that went down pretty damn good. You passed the, <laughs> you passed it. Uh, this is we've got Stephen, who's our US correspondent. <laughs>
1: Yay! Yes, Yay! It's, it's great to be back, people. Thank you so much. By, by somewhat popular demand, I'm back, and let me tell you, <laughs> it is really, really hard to find a VCR that will play PAL tapes in an NTSC TV. So I'm really put in <laughs> to get, get the old tapes out and work the, in the uh, in my new country.
2: <laughs>
0: How, when we're talking now, like we're talking t- to each other on a Saturday night, Allison is on a Saturday morning, uh, mm-hmm. and. Where, what day and time is it for you right now, Stephen?
1: I mean, it is nighttime on a Saturday. It's currently 1.42 a.m. in California. Ouch. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pain, lots and lots of pain. And speaking of pain, this episode's full of pain, especially for one person in particular, <laughs> which uh, I'll explain later. So right now... <laughs> Now, Alison, you've discovered something online.
2: Well,
3: no, it wasn't quite me. Um, Many, many years ago, I found out somehow that some clips of The Late Show had been part of a program on British television called Bob Down Under, which is obviously hosted by Bob Down, who was very, very popular in the 90s in the UK, and he had his own TV show, which was Late at Night. And I've never been able to find a copy of this until... Um, my friend Ben Baker, who listens to this program in Keithley, West Yorkshire, um, he discovered this on YouTube and sent it over to me, and so this is it. Bob Down Under, they play some clips from The Late Show, um, as part of a a very strange one-hour program.
4: Hi, swingers, welcome to the Raymond Review Bar, and welcome to the show, of course. Ow, do you know, I've hated this plant ever since we started, but what I actually didn't realise is that it's real. That's not very authentic regional Aussie TV, is it? Unlike me, my look is taken care of by my very good friends at Toys R Us. You know, I still got a box of came in, and there is not one ounce of natural fibre in this entire outfit. But, <coughs> Seriously though, let's have a world news roundup from the Australian Late Show. Good evening, this is the Late Show News,
5: and hitting our bulletin tonight veteran BBC war correspondent Martin
0: Bell hit by freak sniper shot That sounds like it's from episode 2 season 1 episode 2 or 3 I believe
3: Yeah so so this is from 1992 and and there's another clip later in Bob down under of from the from the late show, rather, um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's obviously the Martin Bell joke. There's the Lord Carrington interview from the news desk as well. So so it's a sort of slightly British interest um, sort of clips that they've chosen. But it, it's such a weird program. I'm sure you'll tweet the link out to this later. But but this 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 one hour program, it's basically Bob down in Raymond's Review Bar, which is a, a very famous strip club in Soho. And, and he's just linking up a whole bunch of clips from Australian television. So you've got, like, um, there's a sketch from Kits and Faye. There's a bit from the big gig with Glyn Nicholas doing a kind of mime sort of thing. There's a story from the 7.30 report about a dog who became famous in New Zealand. It, it's really, really bizarre. Um, there's there clips from Sky television so there was a program called skylarks which was this weird program which basically um involved a bunch of strippers and and a bunch of blokes in an rsl club and it was sort of interactive games with the strippers and it it looked like it was shot on a home video camera or something a very 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 strange program um but also towards the end of the show they just play five minutes of clips from the abc news so, so you, you, get, you get like a story about people in Victoria striking because of new um, sort of wage deals that, that the Kennet government have brought in. And it's, it's just that, that's the show. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty strange show. But part of, a, part of a number of shows that were made on British television at that time, which were basically shows that would go out kind of 11.30, midnight sort of time, and it was stuff to watch when you got back from the pub. Because the pub shut at eleven <laughs> at that time, so you don't want anything particularly taxing on the brain. So just just a whole bunch of wacky random clips from overseas. And the most famous version of this show was Eurotrash. I don't I don't know if any uh, Kim, you uh, probably I, know. Yes, what I, do, I definitely
6: remember was. that when I was living in London in the noughties that was that was a very late night show after the pub kind of viewing yeah. as well
3: <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's very much like bob down under it's it's just a bunch of wacky clips from european television so that that's all the program is it's just wacky clips from australian television linked by bob down with a few clips in the late show
4: wow my kind of club Mm-mm. I wonder if they need a bouncer. <laughs> Romper Stomper will have a limited theatrical release in December. In other words, too hot to handle for most cinemas. One of the one of the major themes of Romper Stomper, of course, is racial harmony or the lack thereof. Because what you don't realize about Australia, of course, is that it's like everywhere else in the world. There are hundreds of ethnic minorities, all struggling to be new Australians. The Aussie Late Show explains further.
5: Now, uh, when you come to live in this country from another country, you have the option to become
0: an Australian citizen. Do we have any non-citizens here? And it goes into the oath of allegiance.
3: Also, this episode has got an interview with Craig McLaughlin and also an interview with <laughs> Daniel Gahar. Anyone oh, remember Daniel yeah. Gahar? Eden, Eden Gahar's sister. Oh, yeah. And she was in London in 1992 recording an album. So, so there's, a, there's, a few, there's a few things that aren't wacky clips. But, yeah, that's basically the show. It's, it's as cheap as chips, this program um and and a bit of an oddity but anyway features a few late show clips so go check it out
7: you're inspiring me to unwrap my dvd from the cell phone that i have in my bookshelf (laughs) (laughs) bob down
3: (laughs) (laughs) you you've got a bob down under dvd i do but i've never unwrapped it is that a stand-up show or is that this
0: program
7: well, I'll go find it while you chat on. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, since our uh, Prue has disappeared, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, uh, I believe you have something lined up.
1: I mean, unless I say Prue, that is some sizzle we can look forward to in just a couple of minutes. Um, <laughs> Chicken so you... still.
7: <laughs> oh, I can't find it. I don't. I don't. Oh, have no! very,
2: uh,
7: I have a very chaotic DVD collection at the moment.
1: <laughs> and I but do, forget I my do story. Know I want I to hear this it. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think just yesterday uh, on Twitter we had uh, Kamish Super 10 tweet about, uh, or f- tweeted my name indirectly in a, on a link to uh, Tony's tweet about SCTV. And so last time I brought a couple of SCTV clips, and so I thought one more. This is for you, Kamish Super 10.
8: Well. Last looked out on the feast of Stephen. All the snow lay round about, deep, crisp, and crunchy. I'm sorry. Did I say crunchy? I'm oh, sorry, Lee. No problem. I'm Let's very. Just he was again. moving. Yes, you. Please, we're trying to work here. Please don't move while Mr. Now, if you're going to stay there, fine. If not, get out. You're taking up valuable air. Let's just try it again. Sorry, Lee. Good King Wenceslas. Last. Your light went out. What? Am I on one or two? Who's directing here? I, I there's think too there's much one. talking going on. Sure. Come on, fellas, get it together. We haven't got all day. Uh, let's try it again, please. Good. Are you on? Good, King Wenceslas. Let, no, I'm sorry, Lee. No, it's not working. You don't know what I'm up against here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rehearse an actor in Shakespeare. The way you people work please. here. No, I'm Arson's sorry. Arson, please. No, no, no. It's his fault. Quit. Him. Yes, you. I'll fire him. No, no, I'm worry. sorry. You people are pests. I no money is worth this. Orson Wells, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Okay, now that was <laughs> There was John Candy playing Orson Wells. Um, Dave Thomas played Liberace, and anyone that's watched Aristotle Development would know Dave Thomas because he was
2: Mr. F. <laughs>
0: Thanks for Thanks, delivering Matt. content to this show.
9: <laughs> we struggle on a daily basis.
0: It's fresh content <laughs> all the
1: way from 1979.
9: That clip is based on an actual blooper that Orson Welles did uh yes. doing a voiceover uh, for for any, anybody who doesn't know about this, uh, doing a voiceover for a frozen peas advert. So, which is also on, on, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Go go on, go on and look that up and like it's been parodied several times as well. Bloody funny.
0: Cool. All right, and now, did anyone catch on ABC Hard Quiz? Oh, yeah, Um, The
7: Castle. Yes, yes, I I saw
0: that. I believe it was Anthony who was a contestant um, on Hard Quiz had his specialty, The Castle.
9: Next set of questions is for Anthony on The Castle. In 1997, the Working Dog Creative Team won AFI awards for the screenplays of both The Castle and which mockumentary series? Anthony. Frontline. Correct. Yeah! What's the name of Tracy Kerrigan's friend who makes the fake flowers? Anthony. Microwave Jenny. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Jenny, Jenny. Not Jenny, Jenny. Microwave Jenny. The castle follows the Kerrigan <laughs> family whose home is jeopardised by the expansion plans of what neighbouring property? Anthony. The Tullamarine Airport. Correct.
7: What a legend, Anthony is. Yeah,
3: that's
0: great. You got every single one of his questions for the castle correct. Well <laughs> done,
3: Anthony.
1: So that that is that is up there with um, I'm sure he's listening Stephen Donohue that went on Mastermind the oh the, yes uh, uh, Burn one and did did uh, get this yeah. as his subject <laughs> of choice. Wow. A deep cut. That was, what, in 2019? So only 12 years after that radio show was (laughs) cancelled, but who's counting?
0: (laughs) And we have some listener feedback. This is from Cameron, and he says, I am absolutely loving the late show recaps you're all doing and would hate to see the camaraderie and witty banter and... When we get to season two, episode twenty. So my question is: Are you interested in continuing the podcast about other working dog shows? I think a frontline recap podcast would be amazing. Thanks for all the hard work you do. So thank you,
7: Aww. Cameron. Yeah, that's a genuine that's lovely email. Cameron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we
0: didn't
1: just on, on, on a typewriter. Is that with Cameron, age seventy-five?
0: Uh, yeah so in regards to your question Cameron yeah we are working on more stuff so there will be more of a continuation after we finish the late show and all I can say is stay tuned or stay stay subscribed so and while you're there if you like us on iTunes give us a five star rating or if you do a four-star, explain in the system that we're still number four as the punchline. Is. <laughs> <laughs>
7: um,
3: now yeah. we're going to get a whole
0: bunch of number fours. Yeah. number no, sure four
7: like five. Everyone knows that. <laughs> but
0: make sure you comment on that. So if you yeah. do do star number four, just say, uh, this podcast is still number four. All SBS podcasts are knocking at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Also, we still have the prizes still going on, the the sticker and pin set. This is what you can't enter, Stephen, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, thanks.
5: I'm
3: not allowed to enter either, I think. Yeah.
9: But you're part of the podcast, Alison. <laughs>
3: that,
9: that is true. <laughs> what well, we you leave. <laughs> yeah. That's a prize within itself, Alison. Isn't
3: that isn't that my salary for appearing on this podcast is that I eventually get one of these stickers?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully you get an award because we actually did enter the Australian Podcast Awards too. So um, we find out later if we do get in. But by the time that everyone listens to this podcast, we probably haven't been nominated. So just letting you know that we are trying to spread the word out there. So make sure you share our podcast.
1: That's cash for comments, Alison. <laughs> Magnus, the wow these stickers are so Magnus. great They're The best stickers I've ever I, seen I've made me, no me.
3: comments on the quality Or otherwise of the stickers and the magnets <laughs> I'm the I, one I'm... who's got them
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So
0: they've been Supplied by the Dinkum Company which is an Up and coming uh, Pop culture novelty company based In Melbourne So, but because of COVID And all that they've been delaying And delaying a little bit longer to try and open A reveal so make sure uh, In order to get one of these pin and sticker sets, do a Photoshopped version of your head doing the champagne comedy pose or anything (laughs) like that. Email it to champagnelateshow at gmail.com and that competition closes on October 31st, uh, 2021. Um, But we don't give out the prize. It'll be the Dinkum Company. So they're the ones who will sort all that out just because it's a third party, just letting you know. So yeah. Also, um, if you still want to win the Chances Collection 1 DVD box set, and yes, Steve, you can answer that one because that (laughs) one I've actually got.
1: (laughs) Do you have it in Region 1?
6: Yeah, now he's got to find a DVD player as well as a VHS that can play multi-regional things.
0: (laughs) I actually believe... Is a region free box set, even though it says it's region four. Only
1: one way to find out, isn't it? Is there
7: any um Brendan Lunny content in Chances? Like, I've decided that he's pretty hot, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> but was
2: it was uh,
3: 1993 or 1992?
7: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, remember that clip from uh, season one when they came out with um John Waters in the actual costumes? He was pretty hot in that. So. Mm-hmm.
0: He is part of the Australian Wool Network group or whatever it is. Uh, the AWN chairman. There we go. If you want to pull on a woolly, then by yeah, sure. see Brendan <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can win the box set. Simply go to champagnecomedy.com and um, fill out the question, which is where would you see Jeremy Sims' ass? <laughs> Simple as that. Well,
3: in, in his trousers, presumably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah it, it just fill out the details and we've got one box set to give away and that also closes october 31st 2021. Now I think that's all about it so I believe it is time for I've got the paper <laughs> Daniel's program guide
9: all right thanks Matt uh, so uh, this is what was up against uh, season two episode seven and this uh mostly comes from Ross Hughes' critical guide. so starting on channel 7. Um at 830 was the film Good Morning Vietnam. So what, what was that beat? <laughs> that
1: was someone outside of here, I think. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was that was the, the next podcast. That, that was the comedy company podcast going, come on, hurry up, it's our time <laughs> yeah. now. We're already running over time.
9: <laughs> I'm just glad that you all heard it and it wasn't just me. <laughs> So, um, yeah, no more uh, Darling Buds of May. They ran through that really quickly. Um, instead, we've got the story of Adrian Cronow, an irreverent disc jockey who turned Armed Forces Radio upside down when he went to Saigon in 1965. Uh, on Channel 9 uh, with Hey Hey It's Saturday. Uh, this week it's hosted by Shane Bourne, and that's because Daryl is on location uh, in London at the Adelphi Theatre, with uh, Molly Meldrum and Craig McLaughlin and also Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, oh, and oh, the special hey, <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I keep wanting to, to burst into, thank God. yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Only he could say it in that special way. Um, also appearing on Hey Hey uh, was uh, Melissa Takaos, uh, Renee Geyer, uh, comedian Anthony Morgan and seeing I Can't Get No Satisfaction, Rolf Harris. Hasn't that aged well?
3: Yes. Um, just to roll back slightly to Craig McLaughlin and Andrew Lloyd Webber, what, what production was that? What, what was Craig McLaughlin in, in 1992? or 1993, rather.
1: Surely Starlight Express.
3: Could could he roll the skate? I mean, I know Craig McLaughlin can do every, can do just about anything, but
0: <laughs> I I have a gut feeling that he was just in London, um, like Andrew Lloyd Webber was doing a production thing, but Craig McLaughlin was there for something else, like maybe he ha- yeah. happened to be in another theatre next door in West End. Yeah, I think I think I think they're all separate. Yeah, it just happens. I think it might have been Greece, actually.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
9: Yeah. Oh, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after Hey Hey at 8.30 is the movie I, the Jury. Uh, says Warnicki, uh, it's a poor 1982 attempt to resurrect Mickey Spillane's famous detective, Mike Hammer, played here by an uncommitted Armand Asante. The updated Hammer pursues the killer of an old friend, a Vietnam veteran. Now... <laughs> un- uncommitted is an interesting word in that sentence. Uh, well, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take his word for it. Uh, over on Channel 10, we've got another BL Striker telemovie. Now, um <laughs> Which one is it? Which one is it?
3: Okay, so um, <laughs> I
9: can actually tell you that it's uh, Season 2, Episode 7, and it's called Die Laughing. Um, and... Um, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds plays B.L. Striker. Um, uh, just uh, out of interest, uh, do you want to know what the B.L. stands for? Sure. Body language. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so B.L. Striker is a series of detective telemovies that aired on American ABC from 1989 to 1990 as part of the ABC Mystery Movie um, uh, group of movies. Uh, so it was airing in rotation along with Columbo and Kojak. And uh, Burt Reynolds plays Buddy Lee Stryker, a Vietnam War vet and retired New Orleans police officer who has moved back home to the other side of the tracks in Palm Beach, Florida, and is working as a private investigator. Stryker lives on a houseboat and drives an old Cadillac and occasionally scrapes up a client. So, like, all, right. all, all, all I've got in my mind now is that um, that Simpson spin-off showcase episode yeah. with the the uh, Chief Wiggum
1: piss tape. Yeah, Wiggum PI. Yeah, <laughs>
9: yeah, that's right. Just Look, this big So, uh, in in tonight's episode of uh, BL Striker, Private Eye Striker takes on the job of body car- uh, of bodyguard for a visiting comedian. But surprise, surprise, murder intervenes. Ooh, bam, bam, now, bam. now, 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 who, who do you think they got to play the comedian? Just like, keep, uh, keep in mind that uh, it's it's Burt Reynolds, and uh, incidentally, he also directs this episode as well. Oh no! So some, somebody
1: in in Burt Reynolds is Oh, Dom Dom DeLuise, surely
9: got it in one. Stand. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yes. the chance of
1: DVD is mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to ViVision.
9: Okay, uh, over on SBS, uh, we've got uh, another black and white movie. Thankfully, it's not foreign. This is British. It's called The Stars Look Down, Um, an outstanding 1939 British drama based on an A.J. Cronin novel about a miner's son, played by Michael Redgrave, who returns from university to champion the workers' cause, which I think is somewhat fitting because we're recording this on what is, for me here in South Australia, Labor Day long weekend. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same. See, I wasn't quite sure because I know it's only in three states, so I didn't want to um, assume. I, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know, it's definitely not Labour Day uh, in the UK or the US. Um, well,
3: isn't isn't Le- Labour Day's is like the first of May or something? Isn't it? Not not that it's a public holiday here, but um, I know they celebrate it in Europe.
9: In in some places, yeah, it's it's May the first, which is International Workers Day. But I think in some other states, it's like the first or second Monday of March. It, so
1: it is the first Monday in September in the United States. Aren't we all learning something today?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up the workers!
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jeez. Is, is, is Bill Shorten coming on next? Like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. There's, it's a one woman communist revolution over here,
9: guys. <laughs> yeah, it's
6: the other guy now. <laughs>
9: Okay, last of all, the ABC, and I'm sort of showing a bit more of the the night's schedule just because I I think some of it's interesting. So after the news at 7 o'clock, at 7.30, we've got Keeping Up Appearances, says Warnicke, the best British comedy of the 90s. I would agree
2: with
9: him. (laughs) (laughs) That is a big call. What? It's it's
2: good.
7: What, Matt? Do you agree with him? What?
0: Yeah, well, I am a big Keeping Up Appearances fan.
9: (laughs) You're there every time time (laughs) it's on 9GEM, you're right there.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not allowed the box set. I'm banned from owning
9: a box do, set. Do you know actually, Matt? Actually, Matt, yeah. Matt, when your phone rings,
3: right? Do you go shittered like that? How much know. does he
9: want?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I,
0: one of my prized possessions as a kid, I, I think I got the book for my birthday uh, when I was about twelve or something like that, and I had it was uh, I had some Buckets: A Guide to uh, Etiquette.
6: Bouquet. (laughs) You got a name wrong.
7: (laughs) Bouquet.
0: I completely ruined the book by on the first page. I've actually got it somewhere, but just not in this room. And it's in big uh, Sharpie. I wrote. Property of, and wrote my name on it on the full thing. No one else's. So... <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that good etiquette? Do we know?
0: No, I, no, it just shows you I didn't read the book itself, so I, mm-hmm. didn't, I just not good it.
7: eBay resale value.
0: <laughs> oh well, mm. my mum wanted to kind of give it away at a garage sale thing. I said, "Well, it's got
9: my name written on it, so no
2: one else can have it." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
9: All right, so uh, after that, uh, at 8 o'clock, is the first of a new series of an Australian comedy from the makers of Mother and Son called Eggshells. Oh, oh yeah, Gary
7: Eggshells. Yes. Yeah, star- starring
9: Gary McDonald and Judy Morris, who were both in Mother and Son. Um, and sort of it, well, I can't find much about the series online, but it seems to be like a, a similar kind of a premise, like Gary playing like a divorced father. I think, I think that, yeah, that, that was the, the, the only thing. In, in Mother and Son, Gary was playing uh, a, a divorcee who didn't have kids, and in Eggshells he was playing a divorcee with kids. Basically, everybody remembers Mother and Son, and I think nobody remembers Eggshells. Uh, says says Warnicky, uh, it is harder to feel an affinity with these mundane characters, and the gags are weaker. Uh, then at 8.30... Oh, we'll be. <laughs> Uh, then at eight thirty we've got the bill, um, and at nine thirty, birds of a feather.
2: What'll I do?
9: In this episode, Tracy wants to experience her husband's ordeal in prison, and Dorian. Oh, she's still just a dirty cow. <laughs> hey. There you go.
3: Great. Gradually, that dirty cow gets better.
6: Yeah,
9: yes. you're improving
6: week by podcast podcast yeah. by podcast. Yes.
0: Burn hey
7: assistant. Matt, how's your Bill um, binge watching going? What episode are you up to?
0: Hold on, I can tell you. Let me look it up on my iPad. I, I think we
9: need <laughs> the, the, the sort of you need to get that. I I kind of skipped over it, but I can tell you from the listing here: Burnside and Roach Hunt. That's Tim's. And there
3: we go. That's it. There we go. Oh, this this is early, Bill. This is this is an yeah. early episode.
9: Yep.
3: Because they, they changed it in the nineties. Yeah, there they are walking along the two feet. So
9: good. So I, I don't know what season it is in nineteen ninety three, but the listening here says uh, Burnside and Roach hunt uh, armed robbers while Woods tries to identify a
1: body. <laughs> Was I dreaming this or did I actually ask you about whether you watched Wooden Top, the pilot yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: you, you asked me that, and I've watched it. That's so—it's so, it's amazing how <laughs> the pilot and the actual season is completely different with the setup because Wooden Top is just so flimsy and looks so cardboardish.
1: I think isn't like Constable Carver the only character from Wooden Top to go over to the yeah. bill? Yeah. Wow. So I'm, a, I'm on Jeez. Team Carver. I'm, I'm doing well for my uh, The Bill podcast that's coming up right after this <laughs> as, as an avid Bill watcher, I can tell you the problem with The Bill is it went from like a fairly gritty cop drama a la sort of Hill Street Blues um, to a, basically a soap opera, um, sort yeah. of like EastEnders style in, in its last sort of six or seven years. And I think people just turned off on, uh, on that sort of change in format. Sorry, Daniel. No,
9: it's okay. I, 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 lo- I love these little tangents. <laughs> yeah, Tangent episode. Okay, at ten o'clock, uh, the late show. Uh, the listening just says that it's satire and sketch comedy from Melbourne's Gen. and thankfully uh, Warnocky has put a box around the listing, which means that he deems it worth a look. Uh, then at eleven o'clock, we've got netball. The second test in the nineteen ninety three international series between those two netball ha- powerhouses, Australia and Jamaica.
1: Oh, old rivals! Exactly. Traditional rivals. Who will win? <laughs>
3: Strayer, Strayer.
9: <laughs> always, always. And uh, at 12.30, the ATVI News, and at 1am, Rage, finally, uh, featuring clips from Michael Jackson. Nice. No
2: <laughs> That's
0: it. All right, excellent. Thank you very much for that, Daniel. All right, we'll get straight into it. Season 2, Episode 7 of The Late Show, broadcast Saturday, July 17, 1993. Travelling through the great outback
1: Another <laughs> <E-O. e-O>. <laughs> God this, listening to everyone completely out of sync with the
3: experience The
6: wonders of technology we were much the show all of sound impressions were much better it was it was like a shit of sound. It was
0: <laughs>
1: I'm actually glad you invited Maybe me we back.
0: <laughs> we just had a united singing Around Australia, the UK, and the US, and it was pure <laughs> shot. It was beautiful. Yep. That was
1: uh, that was like you know what was that? What was that? Uh, In uh, was like not live aid, like not live aid, but the other one where it was like all the all of the singers come together. get um, like, yeah, status Band-Aid? quo. But no, well, the one that all came on into the studio to actually record the song, the Heal the oh. World one.
0: Oh, we
9: are hey, the yeah. world.
0: Uh, we are the one. Okay, world.
9: That's so right. so so this is orchestra. <laughs> we <laughs> is are Wallaby Jack.
0: Uh, All right, but so Wallaby Jack being basically uh, (laughs) fast forward to the future, and it's yeah,
4: pretty Mm. much,
9: yeah, it's a good precursor. i
7: both Wallaby Jack and in Russell Coit. There's not a full commitment to singing the theme song. It's like, nah, 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 nah. you know,
5: it's
7: like, <laughs> take take one of you know this theme song.
0: <laughs> it's all about the yeah. theme song. Is Traveling so Yeah, just the, yeah. just the country twang to it.
1: Yeah. Is
7: this the first uh, instance of Wallaby Jack? Yep.
1: Yeah.
9: Yeah. 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 Amazing. But definitely not the last.
1: <laughs> I was quite impressed at the quality of even, like, the, like the, the, uh, the, the graphics in this, like the actual, mm. like, different sort of mini segments and how much effort they put into that. felt like, oh, oh yeah. they, they, want to, they want to make this, like, look very polished on one hand and obviously very shite on the other.
2: Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> yeah. I was quite impressed by the billiard table.
1: Yeah. I was, so that. was I. I. Was like, was that like a prop made of like balsa wood or a, or a proper, like someone like went down to the local pub saying, hey, can just borrow your billiard table for an hour? What yeah. for? It didn't like a, a real
3: billiard table. Oh, I reckon it, it does. <laughs> I, I, I thought this is like a kind of ABC props have made something out of balsa wood. I mean, it looks pretty good, but you sort of, you look at it and you think, actually, I don't think that's a real billiard table. Yeah. It's not, it's not shiny and wooden enough, you know?
0: Well, we didn't know that because we didn't see it fall on that person underneath it, did we?
9: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, according to the DVD commentary, uh, that's uh, Annie Marva underneath the table. Wow,
3: no. really?
1: No. Fresh no.
9: from her
3: success in um, in Charlie the Wonder Dog the previous week. I don't buy week. that. Yeah. <laughs> With the
0: precipitous, yeah. cliff.
6: I thought the yeah. person was less less realistic looking than the billiard table, but there
2: you exactly. go. <laughs> I, I agree. it was looks like a
1: pair of like Wizard of Oz style legs that this made out of like you know a pair of old jeans and just straw sort of stuffed into it.
2: Yeah, but, but you know,
0: Stephen, you're talking about the quality of it. I was quite impressed by the uh, when Jack was referring to just to have all just the basic essentials for a <laughs> camping trip, yeah. and the amount of trucks and utilities that they had lined up for it with all the Wallaby Jack
1: branding on it. A semi-trailer. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Oh, that Uh, was amazing. The truck gag. Oh, my God. And it really looked professional, too. It didn't look like some dodgy stencil or something with, you know, spray paint. It looked like a proper sign writer has come in and Done signwriting, like not not a not a video
1: shop storefront, you know, Wallaby Jack, a proper like artist.
6: Yeah, like pay a million dollars to design my logo, Wallaby Jack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) it's like that. They blew the, you know, they could have easily blown the budget for it. Mm.
3: Well, hiring a semi trailer is going to cost you a bit, isn't it?
9: Yeah, absolutely, Uh, and just for one shot as well. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This, this is before, like, CGI would have been trivial to do now. Back then, it would have, been, it would have looked super fake, so they had to do it properly. And, yes, it's like it's like, where, this is like a mid-season budget injection from the ABC. Like, what's going on? Yeah. My, my other unresolved question is, is that, was that a real cop? At a real police station? or was it like yeah. a, a, a fake?
3: He was great, a... the, wasn't he? He was really amazing. Cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just the kind of like I give a shit expression on his face yeah. is, is so and just perfect. The perfect
7: acting of yeah, I'll take those details, yep, thanks, and then as soon as he turns away, he throws it off behind yeah. his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But then you had the Aaron Bochert specialty with uh, the. The Wallaby Jack four wheel drive blowing up when he's trying to start a fire.
7: Yeah, <laughs> I love it.
3: Very Again, admit... the experience slightly too big, and that's why yeah. it's funny.
7: I must admit, though, if it wasn't for Russell Coit, I would think nothing <coughs> of Wallaby Jack. I was, I remember in '93, I was like, What is this? What is this? Waste of time, Tommy G out in the bush. Like, I don't care. Get yeah, on. yeah, I'm oh, the sure, same. Sure, I, I the didn't same. really care
6: care much for it back then, but I can see. Now. No, I I loved it yeah. at the time.
7: I
3: I thought it was really funny. I like me you know too. that that theme song has just stayed with me, you know, and yeah, I've, I always love that sketch.
9: But like, yeah. surely it's a piss take of those sort of adventurer, like Leland, Leland Brothers, the Lash- Bush Tucker Lash- Man, that. Jack
3: Absalon. You know, yeah, Leland, Leland, Leland Brothers. Brothers. It's all yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Oh, yep. which, if you want, like, watch the first episode of Leyland Brothers. It's on YouTube. God, like, they have custom built drawers and everything inside this thing. And then you just go, oh, well, you can just go down to BCF and get it all compact now. But the amount of time and effort, all I can say is <laughs> I recommend checking out the episode. It's just amazing.
1: And, you know, all that prep work to make sure you have plenty of food and water could not save them from getting into deep financial shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's
4: right.
1: Yeah, there we go. And... Yeah, you burnt one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Quite literally, yes.
2: <laughs>
0: After the opening titles, the opening remarks with Tony and Mick, and Jesus Christ, there was a lot in this intro, wasn't there? Oh, especially, yeah. Especially this one guy.
5: A monster mm. show for you because we've got this hand here. I'm
2: <laughs>
5: too scared to turn around. hate. Eh? <laughs> No one even offered that man five dollars, folks. There is no self-respect. Can you wait, about Five bucks out of us, sir. You've had your fun. Go along. Take your tablet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
5: Bar Simpsons boxer shorts, man. It's a it's a, it's, a, it's a new action here. And socks. There'll and be socks. dolls on the market shortly. <laughs> Well, now you
9: know what our producer
2: looks
9: like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was inevitable that if Mick Miller was going to go on to other people's shows, there would have to be somebody brave or stupid enough to try it on at, at the late show.
2: Yeah.
1: but did you? So the second that guy jumps on the couch, the couch actually falls halfway off, off, the, off raised, the stage, sort of stage platform. Mm. So there could have been a, quite a bad accident there waiting to happen, and I think by sheer luck, he sort of recovered. Yeah,
0: Alf Camilleri no. would have been hiding behind the stage so he could have been crushed. <laughs>
1: oh, no.
2: You, you
3: realise how incredibly close the studio audience are to where the performers are and, and how that that obviously gives it a really interesting, like, sort of intimacy, you know, makes it feel like a comedy club, but also how dangerous that is and how I don't think, I can't recall any other TV show where the, where the audience are that close to the performers, you know, because normally there's quite a big gap. So, so it's sort of... It's interesting, but I I love the way that Tony and Mick just react to this. You know, they obviously, you know, their years and years of working in in stand-up clubs just kick in and they just let it happen Mm. around them. And they they are so incredibly cool about it. You know, they're probably panicking inside, but Mm. you just don't see it. It it, it feels like almost that this is really part of the show. And it's only later in the show when they start talking about it that you realise this wasn't part of the show.
2: Yeah. You know, because yeah. the,
3: the, their recovery from it and actually working this guy into what they say after he's gone yeah. is is just they are such pros. You know, full credit to them. It's it's brilliant the way they handle it. Yeah,
2: Can I, yeah.
0: Think, can I mention that this is probably the start of uh, the episode where Mick is just cracking the shits the entire time.
7: <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I know that I definitely felt that in the past. Like I reckon for twenty five years. I had a boiling rage about this moment. Like, I really despised it. I hated this guy. I felt the awkwardness of this 110%. But looking at it now, when I'm an older person (laughs) and it's 30 years and it's just different, and I just go, actually, whatever. You know, it (laughs) happened. And Mick and Tone are funny. You know, they really... They just drop a few great gags, don't they? That whole. uh, Oh, God, I forgot. Now you know what our producer looks like, for
3: example.
7: Exactly. Exactly. I I mean, the actual
9: moment itself isn't particularly brilliant because he he couldn't get on the couch. He ends up just having to jump up and down on the stage. (laughs) And what a
7: heffa-lump he is. Like, he can hear every single reverb of his big. bony feet hitting the stage. <laughs> like, he's such a dag. Right. I really disliked him for a very long time, and now I what? just think, oh, whatever.
6: So is, is that what? something you spoke about it in the playground the next, next week at school, just saying, this idiot who jumped yeah. on the couch? I was furious,
7: because mm-hmm. I feel like there's an Uh, You know how we talked about the Late Show Museum? Like, like (laughs) I think this episode also should go in the Late Show Museum because there's some amazing, amazing moments in this episode. It is absolutely incredible. There are some bits in it that are just the best of all time. But there are some bits in it that are also the worst of all time. This kind of being that, oh, my God, this is live, this is horrible. And then the next segment with Judith and Mick where there's like some weird gaffs with the microphone and stuff. And it just sort of like it doesn't work. So there's there's moments of light and shade in this episode, you know. Mm. It's no. a representative
3: episode, isn't it? Because it, it's yeah. got the bad and, and the good. And that yeah. was the late show. It wasn't all perfect.
7: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: So do we ever now, find out who that guy was? Because I have a theory.
7: Yeah, uh, I think we did. So, yeah, but not worth. It.
1: Well, I have like one of th- <laughs> my my three my top three suspects. One would be um, serial pest Peter Hoare. Um,
9: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I think he's a, he's a bit too young and good looking for that. Wasn't?
1: Yeah, wasn't, uh, wasn't, Con man wasn't
9: Peter sort of very sort of. Phony and hippie kind of
1: a guy. Yes, or then uh, con man uh, Peter Foster, who's known for jumping off the <laughs> <easy> <laughs> it's, on the
9: not, it's
3: not Peter Foster. No. <laughs> or, or, yeah, Peter I, or Foster I... had a round face. Mm. My
1: my running, well, my, my top one is actually Chook from Counting Revolution.
7: <laughs> <laughs> it's not
3: Chuck. Had these glorious, well, kind of crappy, kind of blonde locks. Did he? he? <laughs> yeah.
7: No, I think
3: we. This, oh, this guy's. Too, he's, just yeah, yeah. Random,
7: <laughs> he's just some random. He's no. just some random guy. You know, he was actually a comedy writer. He was a comedy was writer for Rove. Yeah, I think we found that out once upon a time. But I have D- no... Didn't, didn't have no they get very, very...
3: <laughs> did, did we ever find out? Because like, I heard years ago that they they got really angry with him. They You know, the, the people who were who made the late show and presumably the cast as well, they got really angry with this guy for, for jumping onto the set of the show while it was live, which I guess you can understand. Because, you know, he... As as we said, things could really seriously have gone wrong there, and Mm. you know, there's there's legal implications. There's all sorts of stuff going on, but yeah, that's what I heard that they got really angry at him.
0: Well, we'll try and find an answer for that in a future episode. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, so no. We 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 know that Matt can really coming on is he this bloke
3: is in the underpants?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm talking about someone else who's coming on the podcast.
9: Sizzle. Sizzle, yeah. There's a teaser, but yeah. That, that, that said, if you are the guy that jumped up and down in in the in the barts <laughs> yeah, right and and socks on the Late Show, we would kind of love to hear your your side of the story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your and yeah, it's a, it's it's quite a clan to fame.
0: Now I don't know whether to go through all the bits uh, that they covered because there was quite a fair bit, but. Oh,
9: come
3: on, you've got, to, was... you've got to talk about Angry Soapbox. this. is the <laughs> first time we hear about Angry Soapbox and Tony Martin and became a big mm-hmm. theme later on in his work.
1: Yes. So I, I have a story about this kind of. This is going to be a slightly long bow, but it is related. So, yes, Tony has talked about trying to find Angry ants and Soapbox um, including I think during the Channel 9 pilots era he went through there and during the Mick Malloy show era trying to go through like the props department desperately trying to find his soapbox and so despite my somewhat outgoing demeanor now I was a much more shyer guy uh, earlier in life I was at, at a okay. wedding <laughs> I was at a wedding <laughs> I was at a wedding about 12 years ago where Angry Anson was actually there because <gasps> oh. the, the groom was a roadie um, and angry actually ended up performing um, as like that kind of house band it wasn 't rose tattoo, it was like angry and then like a few other folks and i and I desperately wanted to go up to him and say, "Do you have the soapbox and i just <laughs> couldn't i couldn 't get the courage to ask him, and that was my my closest claim to fame about this infamous holy grail of of, of channel nine uh, prop history
6: and one of your biggest regrets that you never got to ask him that
1: <laughs> exactly
9: now please please tell me did he do suddenly
1: no i i i really wanted him to do we can't be beaten um but no alas
9: that would have been perfect for a wedding come on he did
1: a bunch of standards, I think, but like standards coming out of Angry Anderson's mouth was a sort of interesting thing.
7: Standards. Wonder what he, he was. Angry Anderson
3: doing standards. He oh, he's going. He's saying, "I've got you under my skin," or whatever. That's
9: no,
0: r- no, that's no. ridiculous. Did he do his one line of? Merry Christmas, the war is over. Oh, oh that's even more
1: obscure know,
9: than suddenly, Matt.
1: You know what, Matt? That's the Incredible Matt, Penguins. Matt, I, I will go and ask the bride, and I'll come back to you in a future episode. How about that? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we'll move on from there, I guess. Other than Billy Idol's anti-drugs and alcohol CSA, which I tried to find, couldn't find anything about it. Maybe with good yeah. cause.
9: Yeah, after you, Billy. <laughs> yeah, you first,
0: Billy. Yeah. yeah, and Mick is talking about joining the CSIRO, but there was something to do with the protest. I couldn't find any news on that. Yeah, I yeah.
1: also couldn't remember this at all. My, my, only, my only reference I wanted to say was that the CSIRO actually helped co-invent what is now modern Wi-Fi, but yeah. that's unrelated to Mick's story.
7: Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of fascinating that Mick would want to join the CSIRO. <laughs> that's a.
0: And he, also he'd be a...
3: doing lots of rigorous experimentation on the Dutch oven, I imagine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what's powering this Wi-Fi.
9: <laughs> I always wondered what it was.
0: All right, we'll move on. Like John Hewson appearing on the show, not like anyone cares.
9: Yeah, yeah I mean, the the, the only thing I, I get from that monologue is that, um, uh, is that Liberal was in a, a bit of a leadership dispute. Mm. I'd say so, well, yeah.
3: This, this was around the time when um, Alexander Downer took over for a year, wasn't it? it was around 93.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Roughly. Because Alexander Downer was only the opposition leader for one year because he was so
6: successful. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, um, things, things have not changed today, seeing as Gladys has just resigned as well from the New South Wales Liberal Party. Yes. But uh, they said, um, is he still the leader of the opposition? Oh, it might change at the end of the show. But he's got the look in his eyes that he's already started stealing stationery. So that's, yeah. uh, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and now it's over to the news desk with Tommy G. Now, we don't we don't get the news theme here. There's almost no. a kind of te- technical issue or something.
7: But we do get Tony announcing him as pants-free.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah.
0: Damn it. There goes that wasted opportunity. pants was Tony G. <laughs> so we have Natural Disaster Week, Japan earthquakes, USA floods in England, Greg Norman to choke in the British Open. There's other complaints as well, such as Optus accusing Telecom of sabotaging their calls and Optus spokesperson was interrupted during a press conference.
4: Oh, Hello, Philip. It's John Blackman.
1: <laughs> that that to me never gets old. No, Uh-oh,
0: no. President Clinton visiting South Korea, showing off his military know-how by not removing the covers off the binoculars. So <laughs> that was That's great a, footage, that. yeah,
2: yeah, a great bit of
9: actual footage. And again, it's that sort of it's that that eye for for the actual news blooper sort of things that still carries through today. With um, have you been paying attention? And mm. the cheap,
0: seas, and cheap seats, yeah. 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 Uh, Boris Yeltsin making a dick of himself, wearing a fluffy hairpiece and appearing in a Siberian gay Mardi Gras. Yeah, and uh, we have got the Japanese election with Mister Mizaki, and uh, who wants to know where who took his sleeves? <laughs> Sorry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, a very a very Tommy G joke.
0: Oh yeah. Um, Dame Joan Sutherland becoming a singing teacher working with sopranos, tenors, and pissheads. Yeah. That was great. Here we go here we, here go, go. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flying dickheads. Yeah. And, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Th- thank you. <laughs> uh, and Wallaby's team went to New Zealand for the as Low Car. Relaxed,
5: confident.
2: Uh, I John Blackman. Oh, yeah. And just a little bit of John Inman. <laughs> Um,
0: That I don't know whether that was actual footage or not, or they doctored that in.
1: I think it was real. I I think the guy just took a a skip in his step and sort of ran further into the airport, and I think they just took that opportunity to put a cheap John Eman gag in there.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is where he decides to introduce a special weatherman. Yay.
2: Amazing. Yes.
1: This is another
2: one.
3: This is another <laughs> pilot, actually. This this is the pilot of Jeff Salter from That's from right. Frontline. Yeah.
7: yeah. Oh, I love this. I don't. I can't even. Yeah. I don't even have the words.
4: <laughs> it, it's all a see.
3: bit squiggly
9: over here. Tomorrow everything will
4: be very squiggly.
9: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, like just the, the new jump Yeah, the, the jump Then, the, like... a second, you see his get up.
2: It's just yeah.
9: Brian burion
6: bry- bry- acid, you know. <laughs> come on, just say a word. Enough of the sparkling repartee, let's get on with it
0: <laughs> Oh watch out for that pointy thing or have someone's eye out. Or
2: mm.
1: <laughs> well, the, the the big explosions.
7: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I just have such strong memories of quoting this every day for the rest of 1993. Like yeah, it same. was just the the hit segment of The Late Show in year mm. 12.
6: <laughs> yeah, we just love replaying this. And when I was going through my old VHSs just in the past week or so, I found when they used to repeat this, I found myself uh, actually recording the repeat of this and just the bits that I liked. So, so, <laughs> so it was just like the, the weather bit and then it – and. And I thought, hang on a minute, haven't I just, haven't I seen this? Why is it just the weather bit? Then I realised um, I just like that bit, so I just recorded it.
0: Because you can never get enough of Tomorrow everything will
4: be very squiggly. Yeah,
6: It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And actually
7: the um, interaction between Tommy G and Santo in this moment is extremely cute. <laughs> I have no shame about saying that.
0: (laughs) After The the Weatherman, we have a commercial, which is Page Three Studios' erotic or exotic photography. It doesn't exactly say erotic. I just added that
1: in. This was um, excruciating.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but th- this was a thing at the time. You know, mm. you'd you'd have you see these ads for glamour photo shoots, and and you know, women that you might know or be distantly related to would would go off and have these <laughs> glamour photo shoots where yeah they'd be photographed kind of wearing a slip and a trilby hat or something, and you know, <laughs> this this was supposed to look glamorous, and and mainly they just looked either idiotic or slutty. So <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as this sketch suggests, yeah, Studio
9: Two Thousand. <laughs> That's, yeah, so that's, so that's them.
0: What I yeah. That's
3: them. Page Three Studios, though. This is this is what it's called in the sketch,
0: which is reminiscent of the newspapers. You know, you have your Page Three girl.
7: Yeah,
3: because every lady deserves to be photographed looking like a cheap prostitute.
7: <laughs> I really loved the uh, address of Page Three Studios as well, which was like. Flat three A two.
1: It was flat fourteen thirty two A Henley Street, St Kilda, which I actually tried to look up, and as of at least at least as of twenty twenty one, there is no Henley Street in St Kilda.
7: No, but the vibe is very much.
3: In, oh, to
1: totally, absolutely. Oh,
3: we, you know exactly where this studio is located in
2: Warren Perso's house. Yes. Yeah.
9: And right. I, the the, the uh, voiceover from, uh, from Judith is, is great as well. Very reminiscent of, there was a similar sketch a few episodes back where she was doing a double 0055, you know, sex mm. line sort of a thing. So, like, this yeah. is very much in the same vein. And just the, 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 the way that, that, that she, she talks about the reaction from the boyfriend, you look like a complete <laughs> slut. Why didn't you just buy me a copy of Jugs Ahoy? And then he left me. <laughs>
6: I did have a housemate whose girlfriend did actually um, take herself to the, one of these places and ended up being in a calendar for the year. And I, it was it was always very interesting just going past this calendar and just seeing <laughs> someone that I would normally encounter in normal clothes uh, in something. uh Ahoy. Yeah.
0: It was very awkward, <laughs> and now we're on stage with Jane and Judith.
3: Live television is full of surprises. It's pretty scary, Judith, and I don't isn't know a... who that man was that left up during the intro, but I just know I want to have his children. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> There's your part um, since I you're think jock we man.
7: should actually um, re-kill this man for his physique because he's got this weird <laughs> pigeon chest. Uh, I mean, I just loathe him. I mean, get him on the show <laughs> by all means. Yeah, yeah you need yeah, to I, you I, need I, to get I over
6: this just, proof. You need yeah. to just have some closure. Let's get I'm him on want and to just get, get, on to get on this it. show
0: if yeah. we're going to be uh,
9: taking a piss out of him like this.
0: We'll take a screen grab, tweet it out, and if you know who he is, come on. <laughs>
7: Oh, very mean.
3: Very he mean. he yeah. just reminds me of most of the guys that I knew at university. You know, they'd just be kind of up for up for doing something a bit stupid, and and off they went. You know, yeah. he's just he's just a guy in his late teens, early twenties, just thinking, oh, this will be
7: funny, yeah,
3: and it kind of wasn't.
7: <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe it was one of those uh, uni initiation type of. Uh, Tasks.
1: Yeah,
2: it was like know.
3: people dared him to do it or something, and, and he did it, to be fair. I, I did
2: I it
9: successfully.
1: Yeah, I <laughs>
9: yeah. That
1: man was Dan Andrews. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Basically, Jane and Judith for this segment do their version of the street interviews with a front cover of Who magazine with Kate Moss and pretty much asking the general public, mainly males, if they find Kate Moss in that pose and that look Attractive. This was it was good, but it, <laughs> to to a point. I don't want to say too much <laughs> with this because I, d- I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to feminism. To to,
9: to yeah, to to women. There's quite a a breadth of of views. Um, yeah, some of which are um, bordering on abhorrent. Troubling. Yeah.
0: Troubling. Well, I'll I'll play you one um, where they were talking to that. Uh, Teenager girl, the young woman. You're happy just
3: with your own look?
7: No really. Oh.
0: Well, that's oh. nonsense. You
3: should be a girl like you on rollerblades. You've got your whole life ahead of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we definitely need the the, the product of its time um, sound effects. So once you load, load that one up, I, I, I do agree. I think this, this this felt problematic, but in a different lens now compared to 1993. I want to know who the guy. I'm the very well known guy. I have two oh. theories.
0: Yes, here here, here we go, before you go into it. I'm very well known, I'm very well known.
3: Oh, are you?
1: I'm very well known.
3: Like, (laughs) above board well known? Yeah, above
4: board well known.
3: See this girl here? Yeah. She's the hottest model around at the moment. Kate Moss is her name. What do you reckon of her look? Do you think she's a bit skinny?
4: Very, very ordinary, to be perfectly candid. Yeah? Very, very ordinary. So
3: if she came up to you and put the hard word on, you'd say, Kate? I'm sorry, babe, but it's just not
5: on. I say, Kate, I'm available, but I'm real hard to get.
1: <laughs> so
3: not with that haircut, you answer. Well, and that, <laughs> so
1: yeah, so that that got me down to thinking: is he's one of two people? He's either a, a Leo Sayer tribute band leader, <laughs> or yeah. he's or he's uh, he's an early uh, ma- uh, early uh, makeup job of, of Vince Colosimo as Neville Bartos from Chopper. Oh, God. <laughs>
7: Or see absolutely nobody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, you, see, you, like,
9: you you know, you know that he's very well known because he says that he's very well known. Exactly. you you wrong. Mm.
1: Yes, mm. He's very well known. I'm
9: absolutely right. I'm but, absolutely yeah. He's right. he's wearing a, a black suit, black skivvy, Skivvy's back. Uh, yeah. he's got, he's, he's, he's got the, the mop of dark curly hair, which makes me think that he might be the father of the the Bart Simpson boxes and socks guy, because he's also got <laughs> curly oh, hair what as What a well. conspiracy! I'm
0: insert this a product of its time
9: yeah
6: (laughs) well he was holding a mobile phone that makes him very important
9: (laughs) so like seriously though do we know who this very well-known gentleman actually is oh he he was just a
3: local real estate agent or something yeah yeah yeah. that's that's
6: my (laughs) theory.
1: Yeah, he was about ten years too early for the for the for the spiky white uh, bleached hair and the and the Bluetooth earpiece. But I agree with Alison; he does seem like a sort of, <laughs> a, a, a colourful colourful real estate identity in Melbourne. Yes. To, to me to me it ended very well though because the the last guy who was like clearly. Had a couple of drinks and eventually I think
0: Judith. Oh, uh, how great is that. And says, yeah, Here we go, I've actually got him
5: here. No, well, I think women are women regardless of what year they are born. Women are women.
0: You're I'm a
7: philosopher.
0: Well, well it's, a, it's a truth, isn't it? Yep, women
7: are women. And men are men, Gav.
5: <laughs> one sits down and one stands up. And, I mean, there's no. G- <laughs> what do you reckon about the girls
2: from different decades?
5: <laughs> from the 70s to uh, the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Well, What's the
7: question?
4: Well, when do, you think peak? <laughs> when do you
5: think girls look the best?
2: Best
10: at what? <laughs> oh, come on! I've got a couple of beers. <laughs> I have, I'm a bit under the weather, but I'm not absolutely <laughs> off my face. No. And I, love, um, I love that. Nicole I
2: love Nicole. that. Good on you. I'm a bit
7: under the weather, but I'm not absolutely off my face. like that is amazing. I, I carry that slogan with me everywhere I go. Yeah, that was a
1: great because this, this segment felt long, and I felt like yeah. that was a great way to kind of cap it off at the end.
7: Oh Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on! I'm feeling like you guys don't like this segment, but can we examine that? Like, it's totally fine. Like, yeah. street well, oh, talk. is it was fine. It's hmm. exactly the same as every other street talk. It's great. 100%. I love it. Like. Just because it's Judith and Jane doing it, it doesn't mean it's awkward or weird or anything no, like not, that. No, not it's at great. all. Not at all.
1: Not at all.
0: Yeah. I, I t- totally agree. Like, it's completely fine. It's just the the men that uh, who are talking in it are complete douchebags.
3: And... <laughs> they always but are. They're always douchebags
8: in, in yeah. all the Street. That's just like, mean,
0: okay. and... No, 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 no. But yeah. you got this guy here. I had
8: rock and I
0: so that guy, he's completely fine. He's normal douchebag, but the other ones are just not funny. Like, they they talk about all that shit, and they're just, they're, I don't know. I, to me, I just feel like, you you dickhead, you're not funny. Like, the other ones, like, Jane and Judith have called out these morons.
6: Well, In that's much. that's what makes it good, the fact that they do call it out and the fact they are yes. shining a light on this uh on all, all these idiots, and yes. the fact that the whole media—that back then as teenage girls we would have seen all of these images of all these women—and this is uh, the latest one that that we are meant to aspire to. So that the reactions of these men, we we as teenage girls, I'm sure Prue and Alison would agree, we're just like, yeah, these these people are idiots, <laughs> and thank you for calling them out, Jane <laughs> Judith. and Judith. Well, yeah, oh, it's, it's
3: a it's a, co- it's a comment on on men judging women, and mm. the men being like crap or worse and really in no Mm. position to judge. I mean, all the beanies these guys are wearing, (laughs) they're they're all inarticulate, you know, and also who cares what they think, you know, that, that I I think, I think it's maybe not as funny as some of the other street talks. I I would agree with that comment, but, but I think, I think it's, it's kind of interesting and, Mm. and I think it's good to have a
7: different take on it. Yeah, so it's okay, and there there are some funny bits. Like I do love the older woman who goes, um, "Oh, she's not wearing a bra at all."
3: Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I wonder laughs> that. Well, yeah,
7: ju- judgey
3: older women as, as well. Also, you know, <laughs> straight, <laughs> like, like sort of our, our mothers or, or you know aunts or whatever. They they would all say stuff like that. Mm. You know, which, which basically just reinforces what Dolly magazine's telling you to do, which is to be anorexic, basically.
7: Yeah. Mm. Or the guy uh, with the beanie. One of the guys with the beanie, on, there were many who says, "Oh, fairly big bosom." <laughs>
8: <Yeah>. <laughs> this, is, this is Kate oh, but, Moss. But, 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 but then but that also anorexic.
7: gets,
9: but then also gets very philosophical, saying, "There's only life, uh, death, and life, isn't there?" Yeah. <laughs> he Is there? <laughs> Let's unpack that. Yeah, well, he doesn't. That, doesn't but... Yeah, he, he doesn't say life and death. He says it. He says death first. I hope he's all right wherever he's gone. I hope. Like... I, hope, I hope the guy who
7: had brain surgery. Really him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
7: He's a bandage, and he thinks yeah. I've had something to do with the brain. Mi- Mi-
2: and then, the then
3: Judith says, "It sounds like you've had a lobotomy."
8: <laughs> I now, mean, now, I,
2: absolutely,
9: it does. Now, now, also, Matt, that that last guy you you played who, who bellowed something into the microphone. I
8: had the rock and drunken treatment. I had all drunken Get up! Oh, competition, <laughs> is further. That, yeah. Is yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that, is that, is that English? Because
9: I I could not understand. There was something about a drunken treatment and. He was either saying second birthday ever or fucking birthday ever, ever. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> and he, he like the, the, the last two words he might have said might have been shut up. I'm not quite sure. Play it again, Matt. I had the rock and
8: sunkin, I had the rock, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, not, <laughs> shut up. it's,
3: it's com- competition further again.
2: Competition
1: further. So, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it sounds like the opening um, few seconds to a Tism song called <laughs> A Hard <Hard-earned laughs> Thirst it's a big cold beer, but I drink to get pissed.
8: Look it
0: up. 100%. That, that guy does give.
8: What do you think they are going on competition further? <laughs> they are going on competition further? Are he going on competition Competition further? further? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I had Rocky Santa in prison. I had
2: all
8: his friends, friends Get <laughs> up. Definitely Just brothers kidding, like, or cousins
2: or long how, brothers. How, Yeah, long lost brothers.
7: I do not know how Santo kept that camera still. Like, that is amazing.
0: <laughs> Up next, we have a live sketch, and that is at Jason Stevens' special. It's the grooming school for AFL footballers, and they have Tim Watson in, who sounds like this beforehand. Um, Jimmy,
10: you played well last week. All well, the boys played well. You know, it's really good to get a win under our belt, um, but we're not getting carried away. Uh, you know, if you look at our team, we really are a champion team, not a team of champions. Right. What about the finals? Well, look, we, we can't look that far ahead. You know,
9: Cliché, cliché, cliché,
10: blah, blah,
4: blah.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Jason goes through the list of what the grooming school uh, can do for AFL footballers, such as no cliché responses, no false modesty, and listens and says exactly what he thinks. This is him after.
10: Tim, you played a great game last week. Good. Uh, I was shit hot last week. Um, <laughs> actually, I've been bloody good since I've come back. <laughs> and, uh, I've just been a little bit disappointed with the way some of the other boys have been for long <laughs> And, um... Timmy, what about the finals? I don't a rat's ass about the finals. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of important things that are going on at the moment. First, I've got to get paid. Right. And, you know, with the way I've been playing, it's never enough. Right. And okay. secondly, um, I'm still organising the players' trip away at the end of the year. Great. And, uh,
5: Timmy, the big question will you be playing on next
6: year?
10: I don't need this bullshit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'd much rather get back up there in the commentary box with, uh, you know, Dennis and Bruce and the boys and right. chew on donuts, and, uh, you know, hang, hang shit on the blacks who we were playing today. Right, yeah.
7: I remember having a massive crush on Tim Watson in 1993, but now I couldn't give a stuff. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Good on
9: you, And <laughs> I, mean, I, I had no idea who he was. was. I didn't <laughs> know who he
6: was. I still don't know. But yeah, I've it's been been
9: been a it's, a, it's a, a brilliant live sketch, like using an actual AFL footballer, um, yeah, saying, <laughs> saying what every, everybody would, would say if they, were, um, if they had the microphone thrust in their face after a, after a game of AFL. The only thing I'll, I'll mention also... And Tim says you know quite a lot. I don't know <laughs> if
10: you noticed. Yeah, with the way I've been playing, it's never enough. Right. You, know, it's, um, you know, Dennis, you know, hang, hang shit on the bikes we are playing today. Right, Tim. <laughs> Four times there. Well, I
0: counted.
9: And I think there's there's about as many in
0: the, the, in the first one. Yeah. yeah,
9: now it's time for a
0: music sketch with Jason throwing to Cameron Dado. No it
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> this was just so great. Oh God, yeah, yep. Yeah. I actually listened like- recently. To, to the actual original song which is on oh, Spotify no. and, <laughs> oh. and it's, like it's made this, for Spotify? This, no, yeah. It's on yeah. YouTube as well if you want to see the video it's on and, YouTube and the late show version is far superior in basically oh, yeah. every way
7: <laughs> Of course, Yep, and that was evident at the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well um, I decided
0: to reach out to Cameron Daddo and get oh. his thoughts on this oh. and this is what he had to say Oh wow He said nothing. He didn't bother responding oh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was
2: four well, he, he and was, a half
6: minutes, four and a half seconds, I should say. So, of, uh, so he, he's, he's clearly seconds. too busy.
1: <laughs> he, he's too busy uh, writing his his uh, follow up to his 2016 album, "Songs from the Shed."
9: Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> (laughs) He's too too, uh, busy um, pre-recording music shifts on Smooth FM in order to to reply to Matt. I emailed him two
0: weeks before this episode, so uh, I could have... Boo! Boo, Cameron! I, I did have a friend connection as well, but I decided not to because I think as well I didn't hear from him as he, at the time, he was preparing for... Dancing with the Stars, stars. (laughs) All-Stars.
2: Hasn't he done well? (laughs) But I mean, mean, it has
7: nothing to do with Cameron Datto and everything to do with Rob Sitch. This is... (laughs) Mm-hmm. The Rob
6: Stitch awakening that you've all been waiting for <laughs> wasn't it a few episodes ago, Prue? So this is actually yes, the, yes, the, yes. every every so every, every few episodes. It's like this is the one where Rob Stitch was like, "No, this it's this one."
7: It's definitely
3: <laughs>
6: accumulating.
3: Did, did you notice that there's a bit where Jane is piggybacking um, yes. on Rob's back? Yes,
7: yes. Mm. there's a lot of um, Rob and Jane love alarms going off in this, but also. It's the best wig game of 1993, and in fact, <laughs> perhaps ever. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's it's definitely
1: a, like a yeah, very, it's an, an Ed Cavalier helmet of hair. Um, <laughs> with, definitely. <laughs> the surprising thing to me is that even after uh, Camendetta released that single, he still got, got a job on Models Inc. So yes, must yeah. have a, a, mm. an agent that has, really knows how to mm. play to his strengths. I and
6: mean, as I learnt from uh, Matt's own website, My Geek Culture, that the, this song was featured on the Models Inc soundtrack. <laughs> is that right? know right about that. You wrote about it in 2016, so obviously it's uh oh. it's stuck in your mind very well in that time. <laughs> um. That
0: is mygigculture.com.au, <laughs> and it's got random mm. pop culture crap on there, including this podcast as <laughs> a double up. So if you want to check that out, by all means. And if it's badly written, sorry.
6: No, it's very well written, and uh, the original video clip is actually four minutes twelve. So, as my partner said, it's uh, four and a half minutes because you have to think about why the hell you watched those four minutes twelve for the, for the next <laughs> <laughs> eighteen or so seconds. On the YouTube video, there's actually someone saying, "Oh, I lasted two minutes thirty-five, and I feel like that's an achievement." And I thought, <laughs> I thought I managed to watch. 3 minutes 37 and I thought <laughs> so I actually did better than him
3: um, I watched the whole thing on YouTube I watched all of it
6: Ah, uh, well. so I, I get, it, an award, presumably. You you, you get an award you do someone rightfully commented that it's a low point in human history <laughs> it's, not, okay.
3: it's, it's not that bad
1: <laughs> when, when do you
3: think low points in human history are like World War 1 or something <laughs> and,
2: and or, the or Bruce
1: Ruxton's rap video
3: yeah, or rah rah Rusty Rasputin this week.
1: So. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: oh,
7: that was amazing. My point in human history was Judith doing, like, the finger glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: crap.
7: <laughs> One of my favourite
9: bits. I, I, personally, them. I think the only redeeming feature of the, the 15 minutes of fame video on YouTube is that it's out of sync.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I noticed
6: that. Oh. Uh, If you freeze frame the shot where they're in the bar, you see Alison, his wife.
9: Alison Bray. Yeah, Alison Bray. The co-host from God Knows What. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dancing a sailor's hornpipe. Sailor's
1: hornpipe, that's right.
9: Uh, Now, also, uh, Cameron Daddo's 15 Minutes of Fame only peaked at number 86 on the ARIA singles chart. And the album that it came from uh, peaked at number
1: ninety-one. Oh, wow! So, you know, ouch. I mean, look, even yeah. Mark Jacko Jackson had a had a song. So it was a kind of era where, like, anyone and everyone in Australian "quote unquote" celebrity was releasing musical content.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: Well, um, Cameron, you are more than welcome to come on the podcast and have a right to reply in regards to this. But don't just ignore my email. Jeez,
1: yeah. rude. <laughs>
0: People want to, hands off our cam.
1: <laughs> These first into your clearly very busy schedule.
0: Now this one goes on for a fair bit too. It's a live performance or a live sketch really, um, like a tutorial. It's Mick and Judith and oh man, this is just bagging out Mick the entire time, right? Especially this moment. What's that
5: you got there only hot little hand? I've just got a copy of Lovable Lonely's here, Mick.
3: Since you... Rejected me every time. I, look, I've got to say I didn't.
5: I didn't write that line, and I've never been happy about saying it. No,
7: since that.
3: Uh,
2: since
5: since uh... No, 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 no. Please, let's go back. What are, you... are you suggesting I would have made you say that, Judith, for the for the purposes of this particular sketch? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you're damn right too. Now, uh, tell know me about you've it. you've just been begging me for it. Now.
2: Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's just yeah. ripping into Mick. It's like that she did not want to be a part of this sketch, which assume uh, that Mick has written. It's
1: also it's also almost 10 minutes long. It's a really, really long sketch. And to mm-hmm. me, again, outlives its welcome by at least probably three or four minutes.
2: <laughs> it, it, it felt I awkward. I think to. the
1: first the first sort of five or so minutes just felt incredibly awkward with that sound grab being a very good example mm. so to me you know the shiny element of this is, of course is alf camilleri with the, the shiny <laughs> shirt on doing doing the little sort of dance at the door yeah. and of course the get out of here alfie you shit magnet shit magnet ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay here we go this is you've steven said
0: shit shit magnet Peru said Shit uh, yeah. magnet. know. Yeah. No, well, here we go. Here we go. I'll play the grab first.
5: Get out of here, Alfie! You shit magnet.
0: <laughs> and it's now, chick clearly shit magnet. Chick it's magnet I always claim it's a shit magnet because yeah, it's horrible. Now this is. I've slowed it down. Listen
1: carefully. You
5: shit magnet.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's like Channel <laughs> Nine cricket magnet audio isn't here. A thing. No, no,
5: that's
7: shit
0: a thing. Magnet, because no one says that. Okay, no, it, 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 the term is chick magnet, but because he looks appalling, he's attracting shit. Yes, so nah. he's calling him a shit magnet because I'm with going Matt to on this one, shit. right? Email yeah. yeah, Mick, the... the... Mick
3: Molloy immediately. Okay. Exactly. I, I think I think Mick Molloy just just sort of struggled over that first syllable of chick. I, I think play. that's yeah, all that that's happened there. I, I, think, I think it's yeah. I think it's an error. I think maybe time. maybe really. he
9: meant to say "chick magnet" as in attracting Ooh. razors or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
2: that's definitely yeah. what it was. Gagal definitely what it, it was. Okay.
9: I'm gonna
0: so put play, play it open. again. Okay, all right. Here's the original. Get
5: out of here, Elfie, You chick magnet.
2: <laughs>
0: now here's the slowed down version again. You
2: chick magnet. <laughs> That's so we clearly cool, need the Matt. third umpire here, <laughs> oh,
0: but he's on a bottle yeah. of Merlot.
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
7: Call back.
0: Thank you. That's not okay, okay.
2: Matt, that
7: Matt, is he, is... would say that about Alf Cavalieri ever. Uh,
0: the subtitles, not even,
7: not even any
9: gag.
0: But it's not, it's not Alf. He's bagging out. He's bagging out the costume because the costume is hideous.
9: Yeah, open polyester and gold Oh, my God, we are showing the weeds of nerdery here. I no, love because it. this has annoyed me. This has annoyed me.
0: We, so we made a comment, a big discussion on this, on the Champagne Comedy Forums when it was completely yes. uh, fully active years ago. Yeah, and It's been annoying me for about 10, nearly 15 years because even I reached out to Matty Dower, uh, pots and Pans from Get This Era and I actually sent him the audio grab say so can you ask Tony to explain you know, is he saying <laughs> chick magnet or shit magnet just to define it a bit more because even though the DVD subtitles say chick magnet I swear to God he <laughs> the says shit
7: film.
6: Oh, well, exactly. it's like the you know the, the the audio grab of Laurel and Yanny that was going around. A few years oh, ago. The, yeah. the black and gold yeah. dress and the Laurel and Yanny, oh. and some people hear one thing and the other hears another. I, Matt, I think it's Matt, I have you, a you have moment. to put
9: a, a poll up on on the the Twitter and the <laughs> Facebook, and, and we need to let yes. the nation decide if
2: yes. that
0: goes viral if it goes viral it'll be is he saying chick or shit and imagine <laughs> that will go game busters I'd say oh, Gu- so guys bad. it's chick okay it's,
3: it's chick. chick vote I one chick, chick. Yeah. I'm saying <laughs> one chick
0: <laughs> Fine, whatever. I'll just disconnect
2: yeah.
3: you all. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, runs, mute,
7: mute, mute. Right,
3: yeah. well, we're, we're going to set up our own rival podcast. Where, yeah,
8: wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it be like team final team, of team of chick team chick will will do a one podcast, <laughs> and team shit
3: can do another one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh oh my
2: god!
1: This is oh, brilliant. Like this is so good.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm happy for one. Uh, Being shit, and then you guys are saying, Chick, that's fine. Yeah. Right, right in. Right, right in. Please, yeah. Well, that's seriously, that's the extreme that I went to that I had to email Maddie Dower and then, yeah, went nowhere from there. So, yeah. I'm, surprised I'm still good friends with him. <laughs> Thanks,
1: it's a uh, it, whole Jimi Hendrix, excuse me while I kiss the sky slash kiss this guy, <laughs> you know.
9: <laughs> at all. Uh, between that and and uh, competition further and the other guy from the, the Vox Pops and. Maybe our hearing is just like collectively all shit. Or chick. chick. Or chick It's 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 rich.
8: Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll definitely dissect.
2: (laughs) Uh, Uh, Bloody Jeff Kennett. Oh, goodness. (laughs) All
0: right. But there's plenty more in this one. Uh, Can I just play one more grab as well? Yeah. This. this is where Judith is completely bagging out Mick, part two. Now, can
3: I ask at this stage, even though I'm talking, is Mick's face just working overtime? Because <laughs> I've always thought he works that camera like a woman. Now, I've been unemployed yeah. for several <laughs> Yeah, that's he's
0: not happy
7: he, with that, is he? the look on his face.
0: That's where I'm thinking that Mickey's not having a good night. It's like bag out Mick night. Yeah,
7: I think I must have thought that in the past. But again, re-watching it tonight, I was like, oh, it's awkward. And again, it's more that the sketch is overlong, like you said. And also there's that weird microphone um, feedback or whatever's going on that eventually Annie Mavis sort of brings in another microphone or something. It's live TV. Yeah. And it's kind of just sort of not hitting all the right notes and sometimes these live sketches fail spectacularly in a good way and sometimes they fail, you know, in an awkward way and I think this is one of those ones that it's just a bit awkward. But what I found is that the the thing between Mick and Judith was obviously Judith is throwing in a few um, bits of improv that he wasn't aware of and it's off, you know, throwing him off kilter and it actually, it's fine, it's just a little bit strange
0: I guess. Are you referring to this bit?
2: The one I really couldn't believe did you really write for the comedy company?
0: Oh yeah (laughs) I also wrote for
5: Jerry Conley. Uh, uh, I also wrote for the Banana Splits. That was a while ago, but it was one of my first jobs. And probably after this show, I'll uh, go back to uh, writing for something else. But uh, can I say thank you for
2: us? Okay. Okay.
10: (laughs) And I could be in trouble after this. I think so.
7: We used to quote that, actually, in in the playground as well, which was like, can I say, thank you for asking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It it did feel like after the show there was going to be some tense words exchanged potentially about this this Mm. sketch. It was very hard to tell what was like playful humour versus like some barbed sort of exchange back and forth.
3: There's always quite I a lot mean... of edge between Mick and Jude in this period, which is which is why you know I I've said in previous episodes that I think there's a bit of sexual tension going mm. on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I, I think I think mainly it's probably more comedic rivalry. You know, this is what comedians do; they they try and outwit each other. Yeah, and, and mm. it's it's a game that they all play with each other. And and in this case, I think Judith won. Yeah,
1: mm. totally.
2: Yeah, yeah.
7: I do think it was written by Mick and it was sort of taken the piss out of in real time by Judith. So in actual fact, it's a really great example of this is what happens when you have live TV. Like you can have a sketch that's like got all your other um, players behind the scenes in their footy gear ready to come on or hilarious two seconds of Rob in this amazing... Oh yeah, oh, I know, all
3: that kind of go- <laughs> Rob is amazing. This sort of
6: yeah, that geeky smile,
3: the sort of gormless
1: the...
7: perfect date kind of guy,
3: looking did... like he walked sure. right off
9: the set of the Bachelor.
3: Yes. Yes. With, 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 yeah, with his
1: Ray Martin hair as well.
3: Oh my oh, yes. god, and and the, know, the dinner know, jacket and everything. <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah, but I think I think that you're right. Yeah, and it's sort of, it's a bit pointless because actually what the real kind of edginess of the sketch is Judith kind of t- taking the piss out of it going, yeah, so what's this you wanted me to say? And what's this about <laughs> dating? And I love it. It's actually great. It, 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 But yes, for like 29 years or whatever, I thought, oh God, not this awkward shit again.
3: <laughs> I I think this is Judith's version of coming on and going champagne comedy. You know, yeah, <laughs> it, it's just it's just them kind of critiquing each other in a funny way. It ends with um, uh,
9: an interesting sort of concept, which is uh, Mick and Judith on a date. Mick lighting <laughs> Judith's cigarette. I don't know if there's a metaphor in that or not. And then Judith uh, starts That might be another metaphor. <laughs>
3: What one can read too much into these things.
2: <laughs> true,
9: true. It
0: is time for. Oh, this is one of my favorites. It's a great oh, time. I, I love this. I love this. Yeah. this oh my god! Act six: Alan and Brenda singing "Rockabye Your Baby" with a Dixie melody. <laughs>
1: It did feel like uh, Alex was, uh, sorry, Alan, sorry, was, was, uh, channeling a little bit of Jerry Lewis. Yeah. He
2: <laughs> did Jerry, Lewis,
3: Jerry Lewis sung this song at, at once. I mean, there's, They've all sung it, you know. I looked this up, so like Al Jolson, Dean Martin, Judy Garland, Jerry Lewis, Aretha Franklin, Bing Crosby and Sammy Davis Jr. have all done versions of this. And, you know, I, I think, you know, Alan and Brenda have, have heard one of these versions and just gone, well, we could do that and no, they really can't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I love them. You know- <laughs> You know, I, I love revol- it,
3: but it, but it is it is as Bernard says later a bit sloppy.
0: Well,
2: yeah. Brenda <laughs>
0: reminded me of a really uh, degrade version of an RSL club, red hot and ronder. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah. funny, yeah. it's funny, and you like, funny you say like, that.
6: Funny you say that, man. When you look up uh, Alan and Brenda on Google and potluck, you get a picture of me and Tony Martin.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> of course. Of course. Why Ooh. does this happen?
6: And then you click on it and it's actually a link to the forum back in 2005 and someone has said, what about Alan and Brenda? Christ, that was a dodgy performance. You sort of get the idea that at some stage they'd been doing RSLs, perhaps in the 50s, but they'd spent the last 30 years gardening or hanging about at yacht clubs, trying and failing to get membership. The bit early on where they <laughs> rock out has to be one of the most chilling moments in Australian television history. <laughs> that bit where Alan suddenly goes nuts after the suave, gentle introduction, well, has me pissing myself every single time. And then when she can't get her microphone out of the holder, <laughs> then when she starts kicking her leg, then when Bernard says that the bit where she starts kicking her leg was what made it for him a classic horror Australian cabaret potluck moment. That was by Ocean Throats, commercial. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's it's so awesome. <laughs>
9: I it's, love them. It's, 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 it's definitely cabaret, though, isn't it? Like, mm. Yeah. Like it? Like, I assume that Alan and Brenda are putting on a bit of a character sort of thing. It certainly seems like it when Alan uh, protests to Bernard King, uh, saying that it's Brenda's first time and, you know, be kind.
7: Yeah. yeah. No, I think their tongue is very firmly in their cheek. This is hilarious. This is just them having a funny laugh. And I love it. I think it's really great. Yeah,
9: yeah I, I I like it on on the whole as well. And and um, when you hear Bernard's it's critique, um, with the amount of points he gave, I think he 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 liked bits of it too.
6: So where does that rank them in the uh, potluck yeah. stakes?
5: I absolutely deplore <laughs> untidy, sloppy workers who don't know which is front stage and which is backstage. Excuse me, excuse me just a moment. Could untidy. you be nice with her it because it's, it's a first time her fault? I can tell women are dreadful to have to play with especially tall sheilas. <laughs> oh. it, when she swung a leg... I forgave her for everything. Good gams there, girl. Get them down <laughs> on stage. Let's see them all. At least you're amusing. You're dreadfully disorganized, but you were amusing, and the song was hateful. I gave
4: you 34. <laughs> song in hateful <laughs> 34. Oh, 34. Oh, so hang
3: on. Piffy, Piffy got 40, right? And so yeah. this lot, six less
9: only six less. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, going, going straight into second place. Um, so yeah, the leaderboard, so uh, Piffy at number one, Alan and Brenda at number two, uh, the Spangles at number three, uh, the Nelligan Sisters at number four, David Tyre at number five, and languishing on sixth place, the one and only Krista Krul. Oh, wow. <laughs> love Krista. Poor Krista. Krul. And, and oh, like who, yeah, and who, who would have known that Bernie King was a leg man? <laughs> mm. Yeah, get, get no, the gams out. Raging misogynist. <laughs> also, also I, I just want to pause a bit and appreciate a couple of the phrases that, that Bernard used, musically untidy. <laughs> and the, and uh, that the song was hateful. Yeah, that was funny. Such <laughs> mastery of the English language band.
1: Uh, rehearsal, what's what's
2: rehearsal, rehearsal. What, what I,
3: I have a question. What, what is hateful about Rockabye, Your Baby with a Dixie Melody? It's, it's an American <laughs> standard. It's not hateful. It's just he doesn't like it personally.
0: After the toilet break, oh, it's letter time. Now, I would read out these really fake letters because I actually type these up word for word, but... They're just fake letters. I'll do screen grabs and then post them, but one of them from Phil Simon, unquote. His address is 54 Lunny Crescent, front bottom heights. <laughs> <you know,
2: laughs> amazing. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. You, can, you, you, can, you can see that letter a lot clearer uh, in the uh, stills gallery on disc two of the Best Bits DVD. So the letter is
0: basically saying these letters are quite phony, talking about Mick's uh, alleged sexual prowess and so Tony goes and illustrates what Mick's messy bedroom is like and <laughs> activates <laughs> the, the, the airbags.
6: <laughs> <laughs> <He's> taking
9: safe sex <laughs> extremes there. And there's, there's also a, a sketch uh, uh, drawn by Tony in the Stills Gallery as well. Um, there's one note here that says joke will not work unless it looks like a real car airbag. <laughs> <laughs> the other fake letter
0: uh, is uh, that Jane reads out from Lynette, which the letter is actually bagging out saying that, you know, not a big fan and so forth. They do ask uh, Jane, as a woman, how do you protect yourself from attack? And so Jane does illustrate the fact that they use the late show personal alarm, like the little air siren thing.
3: Now, all you have to do is press this button and you'll get 200 decibels of.
0: Michael
5: Bolton.
2: No, not Michael Bolton. <laughs> no, not Michael Bolton.
9: Yeah. Robin Jane loved everything.
2: Join us
5: again,
9: please. This is no, <laughs> Michael Bolton <laughs> <laughs> <Not> <laughs> song, the tinniest song ever. Good
3: it was Lord. a big hit at the time. I mean, I hated it, but it was a big hit.
9: 200 the decibels is loud we
3: enough
6: to kill you.
2: Enough to kill you! Oh my god.
0: <laughs> the next letter uh, is from Gus Berryman, which uh, writes to Rob. And I watch the program every week. Blah blah blah. Uh, but how did you guys meet? Pretty much. And so Rob does explain that when they were at uni, they ended up together at the school or from the school. They were selected to be on It's Academic, and that's where the teaser came in. And our mini beat the butter.
8: in which Australian Walara, New South Wales, right. What does... Put... Chatswood. Rain. Right. What's starting with E.S. Chatswood? Esteem. Right.
0: So that goes on and on and on, but that, that's very legit. That's from Australian Screen on the website, where you can see a decent black and white clip of the original It's Academic from 1971. That was really
7: that, cool. That It's Academic teaser that you played, the mm. anticipation of those kids is unbelievable oh, like the, que- the question has barely been uttered and they're you South like,
6: what?
1: well I mean it, it's, 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 the it's, it's Tony Barber advice right yeah
6: that's right you've got <laughs> to anticipate yeah. what is the largest mountain in that that's it when you press buzzed, the button exactly. right? Fuji there you go in Japan <laughs> so, <laughs> isn't this the
7: greatest moment in late show history don't you think Anyone? Else yeah. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yes. like, it's
1: pretty, hey, maybe not the, the greatest. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, but see, it, to me, it's more like one of the one of the most prominent, like glossed over in the moment. Yet yeah, has has the most like sort of like uh, it's held on. It's it's mm. uh, it's it's yeah. humor for the entire like, thirty years on.
7: So I know from from my perspective, this is when I went to school on Monday, and. Everybody was a fan of the late show. Tonga, like previous, Tonga. Yeah. Previously, tonga. it had been maybe five of my mates, <laughs> and now everybody was watching it and everybody was saying mm-hmm. Tonga. And yeah, it just turned the corner. Tonga. <laughs> and,
6: and Prue, for you, men- <laughs> Menager's menages was also a big one for you, Prue.
7: Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah.
7: Um, <Jeez>. Just <laughs> that whole, what do you keep him in a menagerie? It's just hilarious. Menages. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
0: especially with the, with the hands as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
7: It, It's a slight rerun of the sale of the century sketch this, but it's it's a pretty, it's
3: pretty much classic,
0: yeah
7: with the cutest guys in school uniforms and wigs.
9: <laughs> that also uh, has has is, is this is this another awakening proof. It is definitely
7: it's probably <laughs> probably the top for
2: awakening. Tonga, yeah, mm, we'll stays longer to me. Was, my don't... word
1: from before was longevity. I, I struggled to think about that word. It is also three thirty in the morning, so. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Ouch.
7: Don't you love the bit where uh, Rob goes? Well, what are the items? Because like, if it's fruit, you're, you're getting ripped off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just the subtle, the subtle thing from Rob where he just stops Santo from saying Tonga again.
1: Well, there's, there's actually one point where someone in the audience actually shouts out Tonga.
0: <laughs> that's a well-known clip, and that's on the best bits, so that gets used a. To- and seen a lot, and quoted a lot, especially during the, any sporting <laughs> international sporting events. Conga. <laughs> so many of them.
9: Well, there was there was also it got said as a uh, as an answer for when somebody uh, yeah didn't know the actual answer in Sale of the Century, didn't it? I think I I, I, I don't think it was tweeted by TLS Champagne. It was tweeted by somebody at because uh, sometimes I, I go and have a look at the mentions.
0: And we have a commercial, which is the Waitang SX5024863 computer.
9: All I remember
7: from this is that one of the accessories was a sports girl bag. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> and the thermos. that You could you'd get a thermos as well with the wire yeah. the tank.
1: I was actually quite impressed that it had a modem.
9: And I had a, so, so this is in this is no, no, 1993. No, no it, 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 it didn't have a modem. It just came, uh, they were just mentioned the words modem and compatible and what was the other one? Uh, expandable.
1: And uh, bewildering screen adjustments.
9: <laughs> I like the
7: way that they sort of said That if you know about computers Call us now And then when somebody else calls us after that We'll tell them mm-hmm. what you said
2: <laughs> <laughs>
9: But yeah, it, it it really is Tony Getting to flex his voice over chops there and, and say quite a lot of stuff In the space of 30 or so seconds Time for
0: Graham and the Colonel And it's the air of expectation edition Oh <laughs> man. Oh it was was just like yeah, Rob or Graham just kind of regretting the entire segment even before it started.
1: (laughs) You could tell throughout the episode that there were a number of, you know, production issues. Like there was audio problems in the AFL sketch, I mean even back to the couch at the opening. And I think that like there were sort of like leaning like steering into the skid at this point, like things had gone wrong enough (laughs) live that they're like, Okay, well, we're just gonna just go for it and yeah the air of expectation then became somewhat labored in in this segment but um i think they did a very good job and some good gags in there like you know the hms endeavor with captain steubing um, was a was a nice you know uh love boat reference the and of course the earl of sandwich and the, we yes. all we all <laughs> learned something today uh, on the episode when uh you know the earl of sandwich was uh up late one night and wanted ordered a Food between two pieces of bread.
5: There's a famous story about sandwich. For those of you who don't know it, back in the 16th century, during a late-night card game, the Earl of
9: Sandwich asked for two slices of bread with a piece of meat in between, and hence the name
1: Midnight Snack. (laughs) (laughs) That's a beautiful delivery. Yes, the air of expectation.
7: And I I don't have any context, but I wrote down the gag for the whole family to discard. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what context that was, but it was. Oh,
3: it made that, me
9: laugh. That might be. That, that's advert.
7: facts
3: from the encyclopedia, from Graham and no. the Colonel's World Book Encyclopedia. Yeah, that's
5: this right. one here. Andrew Lloyd Webber is not only famous for composing musicals, he also invented the amazing barbecue. The Webber barbecue. <laughs> <laughs>
10: the expectation.
9: I
8: heard it there. <laughs> Champagne. <comedy>. <laughs> <laughs>
10: Anything about Tonga in there?
0: In about 10 years' time, Colonel, we'll be doing that. A
2: Swanee
0: River. You know what? It's been over 10 years, so I'm expecting them to do one now. They're overdue.
7: Wouldn't it be amazing if Rob and Santo did the Swanee River together?
0: (laughs) (laughs) 30 year anniversary, come on.
3: Which one of them's going to show their Gams, though? (laughs) Surely, Rob.
0: There's also about the Meander Cross being named uh, the Horse of the Year, and the Colonel hopes that the horse doesn't require his services as he puts down the horses.
7: Yes. Such a senseless waste of an innocent Christmas tree. (laughs) It also just gets rather unpleasant, this. this Yeah, it was unpleasant. Mm. But before that, I thought it was interesting the way Santo goes to Rob, never stop during a list. Did you notice that yeah. <laughs> Rob always goes off script? And Santo was like, "Don't stop during a list because it's clearly like the auto queue is rolling really fast."
0: <laughs> yeah, as you were mentioning that, uh, did Tonga make a return? Shop used you the week doing
5: yeah. the work. Right? Come on, you just got to move this ahead. Come on. No, no I'm going to just sit here and take my time with it tonight. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Tonga. That- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <India>.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
9: mm, classic
0: does anyone want to mention the last joke Ha-dyaka.
1: Ha-dyaka. Ha-dyaka. oh man what, what a throwback that was
9: yeah yeah there's there's so much uh advertising uh reference uh, referenced in the late show and again really? we all remember the ads
2: yeah. oh <laughs> <laughs> you were
0: too real there, Stephen
2: <laughs> oh, So
6: I, I've had time to actually uh, look at the Twitter feed where someone did mention the Tonga <laughs> yeah. reference It was on Sale of the Century, July 17, 2001 The p- 21st Birthday Challenge Finals 18 seconds on the clock and the guy just buzzed too early
9: and just said Tonga <laughs> oh, <that's fantastic. laughs> and, uh, There we are. Yeah, so I mean, 2001. Uh, you're, yeah. you're right, Stephen. It's longevity. Wow. <laughs>
7: yes, yeah. yes. What a legend. That's like that guy who knew all about the castle on
0: Hard Quiz Amazing. And it's time for the closing. And the D Gen have actually attended Ernie and Denise's 1000th show party where they go through the Channel 9 dressing rooms. You got Daryl Summers' dressing room filled with drums, Mike Willis's beer kegs. <laughs>
1: Booze. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very yeah. poor joke.
0: Yeah. And Colette Man and John Mangross' nameplates are in the bin. And yeah, yeah ouch. Burn. That's a big burn. And Mick Malloy uh, is caught in Joe Bailey's dressing room. That was fantastic. Oh, I was not
1: expecting that. And I thought that was a great little execution of yeah. that. You know, without without yeah. any pretext, it was just shown for what it was.
0: Anyone want
1: to <laughs> explain the final bit? So okay, My,
0: well, I Monster.
1: Well, well, before that though, <laughs> I actually so I was trying to write down as many celebrities as I could recognize, and I got I only got a handful. There was obviously Ding Dong. Uh, you saw Pete Smith, Glenn Ridge. Uh, Red simons and then there was a guy that to me looks like George Burns that I think was like like, <laughs> it be like an AFL, like a Channel Nine old AFL commentator maybe, or an oh, NRL commentator. Um, not way, Rock, not Lou Richards.
3: It's Lou
2: Richards.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, oh, thank you. That's why I'm here on this podcast to get these questions answered. <laughs> um, and you can do, you can do
0: Lou Richards. <laughs>
1: It was a sort of cavalcade of, of sort of B-grade stars um, throughout that very small segment before we got to Marty Monster, of course, and then the mystery being yeah. unveiled.
7: So Marty the Monster was revealed as Greg Evans. And I love the running jokes about Greg Evans sort of, you know, no longer being a celebrity. <laughs> like He's now having to fill the Marty the Monster costume. <laughs> but... All I could think about when I saw that bit was: Does anybody remember the blooper of Marty the Monster? It was quite famous. It was played a lot in the nineties around this time. Was that the kangaroo?
0: Was, yeah. Yes. Oh my yeah. god! It
7: is, that, Clive it's James funniest. popularized that,
3: I think, because it was on it was on <laughs> Clive James's program.
7: I, it might have also been on our like regular bloopers as well, because I remember seeing it quite a lot, and it just that. Hilarious squashing down of Marty the Monster's head by the kangaroo <laughs> like, It's like a sponge, It just goes from like three foot wide to you know two centimetres
0: <laughs> Now it is the musical finale time and Tony instructs Mick after Grayman and Colonel failed last week to get the musical act that he requested and he wanted Jimmy Barnes working class man but he ended up getting Jimmy Hannah. Father's son left to carry on Blue denim in
2: their veins
1: Rock and roll.
0: Man, he's come a long way since his Club uh, Club Yarrawonga days. What you love about these condominiums here at Club Yarrawonga is that it's all here.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's wow. very it's it's very kind of Frank Sinatra style, isn't it? You know, I mean, did I didn't know that Jimmy Hannum sang, particularly in that
0: style. Well, I was gonna say I did reach out to Barnsey for a comment. <laughs> and I, I said either a recorded message or an email. And so I got an email and hey. here it is. Okay. It says, Hi, Matt. Thanks for the email. Unfortunately, Jimmy isn't available for any interviews at the moment. Sorry, we're not able to assist. Con regards. So that was Jeez. his agent. <laughs> thanks, but, Jimmy. <laughs> well, that was his agent. But the agent's assistant who I originally was re- talking to, who had forwarded it on my email, I'm going to use this as the quote instead. Now, this is what the assistant said. I remembered that episode very well. Hilarious. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to say that Jimmy Barnes thought it was hilarious.
1: I mean, also, was a great it? reference to the, to the tin lids as well in that. In that <laughs> oh, scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I'm Jimmy Barnes and these are the tin lids. That's in the ticket <laughs> promo, so yeah. a lot of people yeah. would have seen that.
9: Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Again, this is one of the non-hidden extras on this two of the Best Bits DVD, and it's also a return to actually performing live in the studio, which uh, they hadn't done since uh, episode one of season two with um, Cookie. Uh, yeah, with, 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 with <laughs> Cookie, which which went uh, very shambolicly. Mm. So, like, thankfully, this uh, this one with Jimmy Hannon went a lot uh, smoother. And, yeah, it it works perfectly, Um, yeah, singing singing working-class man in a lounge kind of style. And, like, probably this is also predating all of these other sort of singing popular music in a lounge style sort of comedy acts like um, uh, Frank Bennett, yeah, Richard Cheese, Bob Down. Richard
0: (laughs) Cheese. Since we've already gone into that audience illicit thing with Jimmy Hannon, that pretty much uh, wraps it up. But was there any Easter egg credits, Daniel?
9: Uh no nothing nothing of the sort um just listing the special guests being Jimmy Hannon and Tim Watson um yeah both uh, live in the studio so nothing through the pre records
0: other than that that's it for episode twenty seven of the Champagne Comedy Podcast also the end of uh season two episode seven of the Late Show so thank you so much for listening to the podcast don't forget our competitions which is the sh- the Champagne Comedy pins and sticker set, and also the Chances box set. All those competitions close on October 31st, and so you'll see all those details on the champagnecomedy.com website. So send us some feedback champagnelate show at gmail.com, Twitter at TLS Champagne. Uh, visit our website, uh, and also Facebook, the Late Show page, not the Stephen Colbert one. Uh, there's also, if you search for Champagne Comedy Podcast as a group on Facebook, You'll see it there. It'll be on private. Answer the three questions and you're in. A lot of people have been just signing up and not answering. Them. I'm just accepting it. So, yep, fair enough. Also, our Redbubble website, bit.ly, Champagne Comedy, where we need some fundraising, really, to buy you some prizes. So uh, that's coming soon. That's some sizzle for next year. Trust me. that's It's going to be really, really good. So other than that, does everyone have anything else to say or we're all good? Vote one shit. <laughs>
2: Chick, 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 Chick. shit, chick,
0: shit, shit. Who says says shit?
3: Yeah, me. Me.
1: Yeah, okay. So so. we've got
3: three shits and three chicks.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh
9: god, we're right down the middle on this one. It's going to be
1: Australia decides.
3: (laughs) 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 This is the vote that could change the world, guys. So you know, join in the fun. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) when I say fun, fun.
0: So, uh, <laughs> so, Alison, Prue and Daniel, you vote Get out
5: of here, Alfie, you shit magnet
0: Shit yeah. Steven, Kim and myself vote shit You
2: yeah. shit magnet <laughs> No one says shit magnet ever Ever. <laughs> no, that's the thing. That's
0: he the didn't joke. mean that's it. That's, the
1: yeah, point. he just happened to that's say it. Yeah. Because, exactly. he will,
0: because the way he's dressed, he would ach- attract shit. <laughs>
1: no one says I got the paper as well right so
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right it's time
0: to go so thank you very much Alison, Daniel, Kim Froop, and Stephen
1: thank you so much thanks. always thanks. fantastic bye. to be here bye. all right thanks. keep subscribing Go sleep Pray to sleep,
6: sleep Stephen
2: <laughs>
0: my name's Matt thanks
1: for listening to
6: Champagne yeah. Comedy
0: Podcast see you next episode bye